morning. It's six o'clock. Are you awake yet? Well, if you're not awake, what are you doing listening to the radio? <laughs> Welcome in. So here we are on a Monday morning, the Martin Luther King Day celebrations are going on in the region and have been going on over the weekend. Um, why celebrate a man? And one that uh, some people still have a lot of questions about. There's some in our community that would say, well, there's no reason to celebrate the life of a person, a human being. Uh, that may or may not be true. It depends on perspective as much as anything else. However, uh, here's the truth of all truths, and that is that in our honoring of people, we have to make sure that all glory reflects to God, not to an individual, no matter how good, how great, how awesome, or whatever. But all of our um, adoration should go to God. And if we have someone on this earth that we wish to memorialize, we wish to honor, that's wonderful. But do that in the light of who God is and what God has done. And uh, I think if you can keep the balance proper, then um, any kind of memorial or honor or whatever it is that you're doing is quite acceptable even in the eyes of God. Now, what we find in the Old Testament, that memorials were there for battles, memorials were there for conquerings and being conquered, memorials were set up uh, for activities that God had done in people's lives. You see, it's God acting and moving in our lives, whomever we are, whatever we do, uh, that's what is important, is God's actions within us and through us. Every time that we pray and we talk with the Lord, we need to be telling him that we want to do his will. We want to be his servant. We want to be available to do what he would have us to do. And as we do that, then our lives are filled with Christ. If our life is filled with Christ, then that's what is important. Not how many uh, hoops we shoot in basketball, uh, not how many uh, dollars we make in a lifetime of earning, uh, no matter what education or degrees we might have. All of those things are part of life, games, work, education, family, frivolity and fun. All of those are part of life, but a more important part of life is serving God. And there are rewards for serving God. Now we go back to the namesake of the person that is being honored by a, a, a day today, Martin Luther King Jr. And that namesake was Martin Luther. And I wanted to go to something that he had written some many hundreds of years ago. Are you ready? All right. It's titled, The Reward of Keeping God's Word. And it's by Martin Luther, the theologian uh, of the 16th century. Heaven and earth, all emperors, kings and princes of the world, could not raise a fit dwelling place for God. Yet in a weak human soul that keeps his word, God willingly resides. 
Now think about that for just a moment. It's not all that he's written. I've got more to say, but here is all of this uh, pomp and circumstance for Gothic cathedrals and uh, contemporary uh, buildings and um, great uh, temples of the past having been set aside for worship of Almighty God, and yet they were not a fit dwelling place for him. And yet we know that God resides in a weak human soul that keeps his word, and he wants to reside in our very being. Isaiah calls heaven the Lord's seat and the earth his footstool. He does not call them his dwelling place. When we seek after God, we shall find him with them that keep his word. Christ says, If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. John fourteen twenty three. So then nothing could be simpler or clearer than these words of the Savior. And yet he confounds herewith all the wisdom of the worldly wise. He sought to speak not in sublime, but in humble language. If I had to teach a child, I would teach him in the same way. That's by Martin Luther, the reward of keeping God's word. If a man love me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. John 14 23. Let's go to prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for loving us. In spite of ourselves, in the midst of our trials, troubles, distresses, you love us, and you love us with an everlasting love, one that has never had a beginning, will never have an ending. We thank you for that love. And we thank you that you dwell within us by your Holy Spirit's very presence in the life of the believer. We thank you for living within us. We thank you for loving us so much that when we keep your word, when we keep your word, that you dwell within us. And Lord, thank you for that reminder from hundreds of years ago by Martin Luther. And it's just as true today as it was then. And we thank you for that. Now, Father, we thank you for Jesus Christ, our Savior, our Lord. We thank you for uh, the uh, wonderful worship services that were conducted over this past weekend in all of those churches that truly claim the name and preach the truth about Jesus Christ. We thank you for the week that stretches before us. We've got so much to do, and it seems so little strength most days. Please strengthen us. Give us the strength we need. Father, thank you for uh, those that are facing surgery this week. We've got a list of those. We ask, Father, that you would bless them and bless those doctors who do the work and the nurses and the other assistants who help them. Now, Lord, we ask for your provision today. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.